0: This podcast is being brought to you by Miles College. I asked Ruby to come
1: on a long time ago,
0: and she's like, "Oh no, no, no! Nice, brr, phone don't work. Brr, time." Then, when she saw what the format was, she was like, "When
1: you gonna put me on the show?" <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So now you
0: feel comfortable.
1: Well, may I please respond? Of course. So actually, when he asked me to come on, I wanted to. I wasn't able to because I think it was around election time. It was a it was the topic that I was afraid of, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw the format and the <laughs> photos and the flyer and the logo, I was like, Hey, I'm not good enough for your spot.
0: See, but if all I'm saying right. is it, it's not what you thought it was. I didn't and have a so, clue at first. Right, and honest. so that's what where I'm going with this whole thing is. It made me happy because, oh, right. yeah, because I was when you said that I was like, okay, well, I'm doing it right.
1: Oh, well, look, <laughs> I absolutely love it. You like know, I've listened to some shows; like it's dope. It's really nice. Thank you. Yes.
0: Okay, I usually give big kudos to people who bring me something, all right, and you said you got a book for me, so you already are starting this off nice, right, but then you're going live on Facebook, you know what I'm saying, You that helps me, okay. because your family and friends. Yes get to not only see what you're doing, but to see what I'm doing too, and maybe you guys will tune in, so okay, I appreciate that.
1: Anything, anything for you?
0: Judge Ruby Y. Davis was elected to the bench in November of 2020 and assumed office in January 13 on January 13, 2021. Judge Davis is a Birmingham native and a product of Birmingham City schools. She holds an associate degree in business administration and management from Lawson State Community College. Judge Davis received a bachelor of science degree in management of human resources from Faulkner University and a Juris Doctorate from Birmingham School of Law. Judge Davis is also a published author, penning hearsay an endearing Story of Personal Faith and Perseverance that Jerita has the t-shirt on right now. The book describes her own journey of how she overcame many obstacles using adversity as motivation to achieve her goals. Judge Davis is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Judge Davis... Tell me a joke.
1: Okay. You ready? I'm ready. What did the judge say to the dentist?
0: (laughs) What did the judge say to the dentist?
1: Where? Do you swear to pull the tooth and the whole tooth (laughs) and nothing but the tooth so help you God?
0: I like that. I like that. (laughs) Tell me this. Why didn't the orange win the race? I don't know. It ran out of juice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I like that. Yeah, I had to come with one, too. I had
0: to come with one, too. Judge Davis, um, like I said, Part one is about getting to know you, right? Okay. Um, now, one thing I want to ask you is what makes you so Birmingham?
1: I like that. What makes you so Birmingham? That's an awesome Tell question. It. I think I am Birmingham. So, born and raised in Pratt City, mm-hmm. moved around quite a bit. I went to three high schools. Okay. Jackson Olin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marston and the Band, Slee, mm-hmm. and Woodlawn. Okay. So on the campaign trail, they referred to me as the candidate that took the Birmingham City School Tour. Because <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I went to so many different high schools. But yeah. I live pretty much on every side of Birmingham except the north side. But I've never left. Um, Birmingham has always been very uh, a safe space for me. Since I was born here, grew up here, started a business here, Birmingham has been very good to me. And so now as I serve in this capacity, it's even more fulfilling because I'm doing it here with the home team. You know, with the people who pretty much made me who I am or poured into me or allowed me to be who I am. So I am Birmingham.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm going to tell you why I think you're Birmingham. Okay. Now, first of all, let me preface this, everybody. Y'all know how skittish she is as it relates to talking politics and all that <laughs> stuff. But um, in your own way, you have not only personally entered the political arena to make change for your yourself, but it's the way you did it. You have gotten a lot of people involved you've gotten a lot of people on your team and your team is the city's team you you, you one of the good guys I like to say <laughs> well right? thank you and so um, I have watched how you've organized with a gentle hand you know what I'm saying you provide opportunities more so than direction or whatever the case may be and I can only say You know, um, I can dare to say, I can suppose, as it relates to all our judges and elected officials, you know, you're so Birmingham, it comes with the territory. You have to love this place to want to serve it. You, I know you took a pay cut to be a judge. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm serious. Like A a, a lot of my friends actually took pay cuts to, to serve, and so... For that, I salute you. I love you, and I thank you.
1: Well, thank you. I love you, too, and I'm just grateful to be here, finally. <laughs> thank you, though. That means a lot to me.
0: Now, the the second question I get to ask is, your first or fondest memory of me, and then I'm going to do the same.
1: Okay. First memory of you. So, truthfully, I knew a lot about you, or I heard about you before we met. hmm Uh, We had a mutual friend, Mm -hmm. and I think we met in passing. Like, I don't think we were ever formally introduced. We met in passing, kind of out and about. Mm -hmm. But you were always super nice, super cool, just approachable. You know, you were a typical Birmingham guy to me. (laughs) Just cool. And then once I started running, I remember – You supporting me. Someone told me, I think you posted something, but I didn't know I had your support until I saw it on social media. And I was like, okay, I'm good. (laughs) I was on my side. So that is both how I first met you in the funnest moment, because when I found out you were supporting me indirectly, I was like, wow, okay, because I understand your place, your position, and you have a big footprint in the city as well. So that meant a lot to me.
0: I don't know if it's big, but it's there. <laughs> um my fondest memory was watching you on the campaign trail uh in Bessemer okay. at the, the um dinner that okay. they had at the auditorium and you have a big personality, but you actually strike me as kind of shy. Very. Yeah, I thought so. Very shy. And and to see you work that room, <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know, n- not only do you deserve to be here, but you need to be here. You know, I love it when I'm the oldest person in the room. That That's, I want to knock down doors for you guys. I want to pave the way. I don't ever want to be what I always despised. You know, I used to always want certain, I'm not going to call names, but I want certain people to get out the way, (laughs) make room for the new, you know, class, the the younger people coming along. And so, um, you know, that's kind of the role I I take on, you know, the bully. I'm going to fight people because, you you know, y'all don't need to. You need to put up the good face. (laughs) I'll knock them out for you. (laughs) Well, we thank you. We thank you. So what made you want to write a
1: book? Oh Wow, great question. So a little bit about me and the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you may have heard the story, but I was a teenage mother. Mm-hmm. I had my daughter when I was 17 years old. I was a high school senior. And so my journey shifted from there because as my friends went off to college, I stayed here and went to Lawson State, and I started working in corporate America at 19 right out of high school. Mm -hmm. So I worked full time for an insurance company and went to school at night. And I had a goal. The goal was simply to finish college and move up into management at this company. Mm -hmm. And so from Lawson State, I went to Faulkner and I was well on my way to achieving my goal. Mm -hmm. But you know, they say, if you want to make God laugh, Tell them your plans.
0: Ain't that the truth?
1: It is, literally. (laughs) So I'm working my plan. Life is good. I'm raising my daughter. My daughter was about eight or nine years old. Uh She watched the movie Legally Blonde. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. She came home from a weekend with my sister and said, Mom, you should go to law school. You'll be a great lawyer. I said, oh, no, ma'am. I have a plan. Right. A real plan is working. But what she did was plant a seed. Mm -hmm. So I began to think about it, pray about it. I did some research, and I decided to go to law school. Okay? Mm -hmm. Finished law school, passed the bar on the first attempt by the grace of God. And so now I'm an attorney. Mm-hmm. resigned from my job, and decided to start my own practice. So now I was a teenage mother at 16, I mean pregnant at 16. 16 years later, I became an attorney. So now people want to know, hey, how did you do it? Hey, how did you overcome this? And I'm like, oh, my life? This was my everyday hustle and bustle. Never in a million years would I think I would have a story to tell. Well, and, I'm. A,
0: let me intervene real quick. Okay. We had a similar conversation last night. So obviously God wants this message out there. So I want you to dig deep as you tell it. Okay. How hard it was. Okay. And all, because it's hard. I, you know, I just went back to school, finished my undergrad.
1: Oh, wow. Congratulations.
0: And that, that was so hard. And I didn't have a daughter to take care of at home, and I didn't right. have to go to a nine to five. And so I want, I want to salute you, but it, it wasn't easy. I know it wasn't easy. It, it was not have been easy. It for was you. not, and yeah. that's
1: why the book is entitled Hearsay, because when you think about it, a sixteen year old high school senior that's pregnant, there was a lot of chatter, a lot mm. of talk, a lot of gossip. I remember one lady who I respected as, a, you know, as a mentor, as a leader in the community. She made a statement to me that I will never forget. I'm pregnant. I'm 16. She says, "Your life is already effed up," and I bookmarked that. Mm. And so, the way I'm wired, I kind of use. I love now that I use negativity, gossip, anything that someone says against me in a negative way, I like to use it as fuel and I try to prove them wrong. And I've done it for so long now, it's subconscious. Like if I hear something someone says, I hear things all the time, I'm like, okay, give me a minute, watch this. <laughs> and so that woman making that statement was just one of many things that I heard that people had to say about me. She's ruined her life, how she's going to take care of a child, all types of things. But by the grace of God, I had a village. I did not have to do it alone. And without my family, my daughter's father's family, it wouldn't have been possible because someone had to help me with her and take her back and forth to school and pick her up when I had class. And I'm forever indebted to my daughter for her suggestion and my family for the support. And so it was tough, though. Parenting along is tough. Whether you're single, young, married, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But as a child, with a child, I mean, I can never describe what it was like and how there were times where I didn't see the light at Mm -hmm. the end of the tunnel. There were times when I was like, Lord, are you sure? Mm -hmm. This is what I am to do. And so schooling for me, academically, I was never challenged. I pick Mm -hmm. up pretty quickly. I've always tested well. Mm -hmm. And I've always pretty much been disciplined to do well academically, but I like to have fun too. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times I did not sacrifice my personal life. A lot of times while I was in law school or undergrad, as -hmm. you're referencing, it was tougher for me. Mm -hmm. And I was a mother trying to give my child a life I didn't have. So I was still traveling and doing things with her. And a lot of times I would suffer, especially in law school. Mm -hmm. But once I passed the bar and became an attorney, reality kind of set in. OMG, you know, I'm a business owner now. I have a lot depending on me. I quit what they called a good job to start my own practice, which I thought, if I'm going to bet on anybody, I have to bet on me because me won't let me down.
0: Right. And so
1: that is pretty much why I wrote the book was to share that piece of me, that part of my journey. And there's things in the book that are very difficult to talk about. And I was kind of in and out. of should I share this? Should I not share this? Oh, wow. OMG. You know, yeah. so after you read the book, maybe you can invite me back and we can kind of digest it.
0: Hello, this is Jefferson County Sheriff Mark Petway, inviting you to join the conversation that we've started around bridging the gap to build communities that are safe and well connected. Let's all work together to ensure that Jefferson County is a safe place for all who call it home. So where can people get the book?
1: The book Hearsay is available on Amazon. So amazon.com, type in Hearsay by Ruby Davis, and the book is available.
0: Outstanding. And how can people follow you on social media? Like, where's your favorite outlet?
1: I love them all. I just got on TikTok. I'm loving it. <laughs> you just it. got on TikTok. TikTok. And now I'm hooked on it. I'm on TikTok now more than any of it. Really? It took me a while to kind of understand it and get good people coming up on my line on the time. I don't know. Do they call it timeline on TikTok? I don't know. Well, I love TikTok now, but I enjoy I gotta Facebook. How do find you
0: on TikTok? Face- yeah.
1: Well, TikTok, uh, Twitter, Instagram is respectfully your honor. And then Facebook is Ruby Y Davis.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, like I don't post on TikTok, I, I but I'll sit there and I will look at it for yes, hours. Yeah, like
1: before you know it, yeah. Till
0: the little people come on and say, "Stop, okay,
1: too oh, long." Really? Yeah, like oh, I, I've never I, seen I will. That. Yes,
0: I will sit there. And just look at TikTok after TikTok after TikTok yes. until the the app tells me to stop.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, and okay, then I just get no
0: embarrassed. Pay. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're watching me. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is your favorite charity right now?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I would say Grace House.
0: Oh, yeah. Grace we haven't Grace had House anybody Ministries. talk about... Please tell us about Grace House. So
1: Grace House is a group home for girls right over in Fairfield. And years ago, way before law school, I used to volunteer there. Really? And my daughter volunteered there through a summer program when she was in high school. Okay. And here recently, um, someone brought the girls to court to shadow, to just sit in and observe. I mean, it was amazing. It was about 40 girls. They came in, they were brilliant. And so a week ago, I had to speak at a fashion show and it was for foster kids. And so the girls came back and of course they had started following me on social media from the courtroom visit. So when they saw I was speaking at the fashion show, someone messaged me and said, hey, can I get a ticket? And they didn't know they were already on the invite list from the girl who put the event together. So they texted me the day of, hey, what are you wearing? Hey, and and I just love keeping in touch with them because... A lot of them have family but no contact with their families. Mm -hmm. And so they were happy to see me a second time, and some took pictures and posted. And it means a lot. It makes me feel like I'm in my purpose because I'm making a difference for these young girls. And one asked to intern for me next summer, and I will let her. I haven't had an intern yet, but she will be the first. That's awesome. Yes, Yes.
0: Well, if I'm going to ask you some this or that questions. Okay. And if you don't answer one, you have to make a $100 donation to Grace House. My Lord. But they're easy. It's not something that you're not going to want to answer. Okay. Maybe. You know, people do get, they chicken out at the Alabama, Auburn, or State A&M. So, Regions Park. Okay. Or Rickwood Field.
1: My Lord, I'm going to go with Regions Park today.
0: All right. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park?
1: Railroad Park.
0: All right. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena?
1: I'm going to the arena. Okay.
0: Biggie or Tupac?
1: Pac. Why? Pac? All eyes yeah. on me? So Pac, I mean, all eyes on me. I, I mean, he's an on. I mean, I just, I mean, so Pac in my era, he was just that guy. He was that dude. Now, I like Biggie. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I got some of the biggest songs in my heart, too. But Park was just, like, dude, against huh? <laughs> everything. Like, he stood for what he meant. Like, what he was speaking truth to power before we knew that's what it was. So, Pac, yeah, that's, that's my guy.
0: Okay. Crossplex or Legion Field?
1: Uh, Legion Field.
0: Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Mm,
1: Birmingham Zoo.
0: Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park.
1: Vulcan Park.
0: Prince or Michael Jackson.
1: Neither, but Mike. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Why neither? Mm-hmm. You didn't. You don't like. That's not. Yeah. What's your?
0: What is your musical? What? What type of music do you like? What?
1: That's a tough question. I hate to answer it, but uh, really? it's almost embarrassing. But I'm from right here at the bottom of the map. Uh-huh. So young Jeezy from the bottom <laughs> of the map. He's my guy so urban (laughs) trap rap? I'm sorry, can you edit it out? (laughs) Absolutely not. not. (laughs) Michael Jackson, I'm never gonna, I don't get it. I don't get it. (laughs) Cheesy, T.I., anybody down south? Yeah. uh, I can ride eight miles. The South got something to say, (laughs) huh? Yes. Yes.
0: Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum?
1: Oh, Civil Rights Institute.
0: Birmingham Barons or Birmingham Squadron.
1: I've never seen either play, so I'll go with the squadron since they're new. Okay.
0: Birmingham Legion or Birmingham Stallions?
1: Birmingham Stallions? Okay.
0: Slots Furnace or Vulcan Park?
1: Vulcan Park.
0: Alabama or Auburn?
1: I mean, I'm not. If I had to pick one, Auburn.
0: All right, turn the table. <laughs> Turn the podcast how she's leaving. <laughs> my, sister, my sister graduated from Auburn and
1: Montgomery, so I have to kind of sway with that. All right, all right.
0: <laughs> and finally, Alabama State or Alabama I M?
1: I don't really have one, but I'll go with state. All right. That wasn't too that wasn't too hard, was it? No, no, that was fine.
0: <laughs> now, after, well, I wanna say after, but you know, we we matriculated, started practicing law, and wrote a book. But when did the thoughts of being a judge come along? And how was was it something that spurred you? Was it a person, or did you just say, you know what? If not, who but me? <laughs> if not, when <laughs> now? You know what I'm saying? Like, how did how did you come to that?
1: Well, becoming a judge is very similar to me becoming a lawyer or going to law school. It was not my idea. I enjoyed practicing law. I was making money. Life's good. No complaints. And a mentor called me and said, hey, this seat is vacant. You should run. I said, oh, no, no, no. I just signed a three-year lease. (laughs) I start with that. I have a staff. I have clients. I have a plan. Oh, right, wait! Right. I was like, oh no, I can't do that. This is the way you just. Oh no, no, no! Oh, it was a no brainer. God would <laughs> like, never have allowed me uh-uh. to sign this lease because oh no way. Right. And so I told him, and this is what I tell people. And if you ever want anyone to leave you alone, you tell them this: I'm praying about it. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear from God. I'm
0: waiting to hear from God. Ain't nobody going to argue with God. He left me alone. So
1: a week or so later, we had breakfast. He said, hey, what did you decide to do? So I told him, I'm waiting (laughs) to hear from God. Right. And he was like, hey, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm sick of you, Christian. You're scared to run. He said, you just wrote a book. You told everybody you had a baby as a teenager. You're a lawyer now, but you're scared to run for judge. And I looked at him, and it hurt because yeah,
0: see, It went from... Have you thought about it to not, Did you just
1: challenge me? Right. <laughs> and it hurt so bad I, because I didn't even realize it was true. Yeah, I was afraid. That's the most humbling thing you can ever do is put your name on a ballot and hope that the people come out. And I'm, yeah. I mean, people, we, we know how humans are. Yeah, And I said, Lord, I went home, thought about it, prayed about it, decided to run. So I never saw this coming. Even my family, when I say, hey, I'm running for judge, my mom said, I thought you said you'll never do that. <laughs> my sister was like, I thought you said. I said, I know, I know. I'm going to stop saying what I won't do. Right. So I, I never saw it coming. But once I decided this is it yeah. and actually announced I was running, the support blew me away. And I knew then, like, okay, God, it's time. Yeah. And I met some amazing people. The campaign trail, in hindsight, was just fun. Yeah. So it feels like it was what I was supposed to do. But again, I would have missed it because I didn't I didn't know it. I didn't see it. I never knew this that this could be for me.
0: Yeah. Now, tell everybody what seat you hold and what cases you hear.
1: Okay, so I'm a district court judge here in Jefferson County and I only hear civil matters, nothing criminal. No one goes to jail. No one gets indicted. I only hear matters up to $20,000. So it's very similar to Judge Judy. It is also referred to as small claims court or people's court. Mm -hmm. There's no jury. I'm the judge and the jury. I hear cases involving car accidents only up to $20,000 worth of medical bills. I hear evictions. About 70 or 80% of what I do is about evictions. Mm -hmm. And garnishments, contract breach of contracts anything that's civil related up to $20,000 can come before me
0: now i know you can't talk about people's business okay but <laughs> like without names or specifics what's the funniest thing that has happened in your court for for judge price He said people come in there rapping or something like that. And, like, it's a couple of viral videos of people rapping in his court. What's, like, the craziest, like, wait, what what is going on here that has happened in your court?
1: Uh, Let's think. Let me think. Because it's civil.
0: It's usually civil. It's pretty civil, right. (laughs) But um, I've had some
1: comical things to happen. But typically people come to my courtroom, they're very nervous. Mm. And I try to put them at ease. You're not going to jail, okay? Mm. It's only money and problems. I tell people that's all I hear: money and problems. You're going going back home today. You won't stay. Right. (laughs) Um, I mean, I've had a few people to get a little bit too excited. I may have to make sure we have security standing by. Uh, Um. I've had family versus family, and it's kind of toxic, and you know. Comical at times, you know, mm-hmm. but um, for the most part, it's just very civil, nothing too much. I may get to laugh here and there, but <laughs> no one's rapping. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it's very civil, and I try to keep it very well maintained. I try to keep control of the courtroom so nothing is really happening too out of control.
0: Now, I got to ask you a personal question. Okay. um, Like your style, like you are... And if, if, if nobody knows Judge Davis, she's beautiful. I'm talking about stunning, knockdown gorgeous, oh, right? Thank you, Ava. But also you have this sense of style, right? You are always, even if you dress down, you dressed up. You know what I'm saying? And And what... Where did that come from? Were you like that in high school and growing up? Were you always fashion conscious well, or what?
1: I think growing up mentally, I had the ideas, but not the resources. <laughs> <That's what laughs> right. I, was I was like, ooh, if I had money, I would buy that and that and i wear that. Right. But my father was a well-dressed man. Okay. And so I think just seeing him, you know, take pride in his appearance, I kind of picked that up from him. And then I have a daughter now who's like the fashionista.
0: Oh, she is. And so
1: when I first, it's my second. Time wearing this look, this uh-huh. exact outfit. Uh-huh. The first time I put it on, I sent her a picture. She lives in New York. I FaceTimed her. How does this look? She said, You look like a youth pastor. <laughs> And I said, That's fine. That's the look that I'm going for. Because like she don't spare me of at all. She said, like, Okay, you look you like look a new like festival. I said, you know, that's cool. I'm going to speak to some kids in middle school. That's exactly what I'm going for.
0: <laughs> and you just took it and ran I kept going. And she
1: knows that every now and then she'll knock me down and I have to change. Right. But I kept going. Now I wear it again. I may recycle the jeans out. <laughs> I don't ask her anymore about this look. And she told me whatever you do, don't button the top button. She said, Don't do that. This it's cute. But if I don't, it doesn't look, it didn't give the, yeah. best, the look I was going for. Youth past, I guess.
0: I think if you had opened the button, you might look, you know what I'm saying? It could be a
1: distraction too. And I have a necklace on. It'll kind of take away from what I'm trying to do. So she But see, you look me. like
0: a, you, right now you look like a, a beautiful woman with, a, you know, some a suit on you know a okay. suit jacket on okay. but like if you did all that you'd look like a woman trying to act like a man for real okay. you, you know what okay. i'm saying okay. so i think if Keeping it buttoned up, you know what I'm saying? And I I'm thought
1: saying? it was cool. And I, she just, and when I wore it, talked to her later, she said, Did you button? I said, I did. <laughs> like, she knows I'm not listening. So. But she helps me a lot. She'll keep me in line. Sometimes I say, Okay. She said, Mom, wear it. Like, for classic, I send yeah. her my look. She said, Oh, no, do this, do that. So I have a little help sometimes. I love it. But thank you, though, Alva. That's very nice. Very oh, yeah. Nice.
0: Like, I, that is what, like, I always. I can't believe I've never said it to you, but I always like, yeah, there she go. (laughs) You be clean.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. What's
0: coming up is a new is another book coming down the line, down the pipeline. Is what? What's next with you?
1: So I love now to say I don't know. I'm really not sure what's really next. (laughs) Right. But what I have done this year, I'm not sure if you saw it on social media, I took my campaign slogan, Run With the Ruby, and I created a social community organization. So it's Run With the Ruby LLC. It was created to educate, empower, and inspire everybody to be a better version of themselves. And so I launched the inaugural Juneteenth Luncheon on June 16th. The Thursday before the Juneteenth weekend, mm-hmm. and I hosted it at the BNA warehouse. We had almost 200 women to appear and support it. I had a panel this year. I had Dewana Thompson from the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute, Judge Carol Smitherman. You know she was the first of so many things here, and Dr. Lori Jasper. Yeah, she's been on here. And so everyone shared their story. And it's about sharing your story and overcoming the obstacles and the rejection. And so the mission for Run With Ruby is passing the torch. Torch is an acronym for how you should focus on transcending obstacles and rejections can create heroes. And so those are my heroes. And I was able to give them their respect and flowers and share how much they helped me become who I am. And so I'm gearing up for next year and working on finalizing the speaker and the venue.
0: That is awesome. Oh, well, thank you. of course, um hit me up for a table. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank and you. um we'll just give give those tickets to some people that need
1: okay. it, to thank some you. women that
0: need to be there.
1: I really appreciate that. Thank you.
0: I want you to go look up Shiro in the dictionary. And you will see Judge Ruby Davis. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, R360 News, and Urbanham.com. God bless. This intravenous with Iva has been brought to you by Alabama Power.